welcome back to the Southern Showdown Podcast. I'm Tripp, this is Chris, and it's finally football season. Week one is finally over. There's a lot of hope in all the fan bases because everybody played cupcakes, except for obviously Florida and LSU and South Carolina. A lot of big L's in the SEC this weekend. A little bit of a sad week for the SEC, but still very happy that football season's back. I sat on the couch from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. last Saturday and just watched all all day long. So I'm yeah, ready man. to get it rolling. I was right there with you. Yeah, kind of a sad week for the SEC, though. I mean, yeah. some all all the good games, losses, and all the other. We had some sad ones that didn't cover, and then ones that didn't even have spread that really really were tighter than they should have been. So a little sad for the SEC. Shout out to the Pac-12 for going what 12 and 0. I think it was 13 and 0. 13. They got 13 now. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Pac-12 with 13 teams. If that's right, then that's right. But they went undefeated. That's what we know. So shout out to the Pac-12. That's a sad statement to say. All right, you want to see how we did last week with our picks? Let's climb into last week picks, I guess. Why don't you go ahead? I want a I want a solid four and five last week <laughs> in the spread picks. Uh, got my booty kicked on South Carolina, LSU. Vanderbilt, Auburn, and Texas A&M. Uh, I guess I, I didn't have faith in some teams that, that did cover, and then I had faith in teams that were all going up against pretty good opponents, and the SEC just couldn't do what the SEC usually does. A lot of teams did not show up this week. I also did not have a very good record. Five and four week one, taking an L on Vanderbilt, Kentucky, uh, North Carolina and, I mean, South Carolina and LSU. So, those are my You might have taken a few L's. L's, but you got the dub beating me. I got the dub in week one against Christopher. You got but the dub in week one. To be I'm, fair, that's not I'm a tough gonna, opponent I'm gonna, this week. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. <laughs> not a tough <laughs> opponent for you this week. I was more of the uh, Middle Tennessee State <laughs> kind of opponent yeah. this week. Sorry, right. I wasn't much of a better opponent. I was more of the Virginia this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think they both got their tails with this week. So, yeah. oh lordy, you want to talk about these games a little more in detail? Starts uh, we off. Going, with we're going records and we got our spread. So we what are we just climbing into how how the teams did? Yeah, I'll start with Vanderbilt. Go ahead, start us off. All right, uh, Vanderbilt started off way slower than I thought they would in this game against Hawaii. Also, Hawaii's a much improved team, and their quarterback, I feel like he played lights out against the SEC defense. Oh, yeah. I was I was impressed by the way he played. And um, A.J. Swan, someone who did not make my top ten quarterbacks list, he played, well, he played very well. He had three touchdowns and um, about 300 passing yards, if I'm not mistaken. He just looked solid, so – but I feel like Vanderbilt should have won this game by more than they did. I, I feel like it shouldn't have been a 35-28 game. I feel like it should have been more like a 49-17 to 17 game, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what do you have, Vandy by 35? Is that what you said in the, uh, I, in the I pregame missed, show? I missed so, so horribly bad on this game. I, I mean, said Vandy I by too. 30, and he was right there with me. So I, mi- I, missed, I missed on the Vandy game, too, like Tripp said. You know, I mean – I expected Vandy to go in there and be a little better against Hawaii than they were. But, you know, A.J. Swan, he didn't make my list either. You you kind of talked me into taking him off. He was <laughs> I at least had him at number 10. But uh, I did I did take him off. But, 
Yeah, they didn't really have the game I expected against Hawaii. But like you said, Hawaii, it was more about Hawaii's improvement. Hawaii yeah, was absolutely. a lot of, very improved. And uh, what's the coach, Tommy Chang? Is that his name? I think Timmy so. Chang or Tommy Chang? Uh, Timmy or Tommy. I know, he was a, I know he played quarterback there back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. I think like 05 through 07, something like that. But uh, back when they did the run and shoot, and they're going back a little towards the run and shoot, and they look pretty good at it. They did pretty dang good. So, yeah, they did pretty good against Vandy. We did not cover – both did not cover the spread against Vandy. So, uh, that's how it was. I guess I'll climb into the uh, Utah-Florida game. We did we did both win this one on the spread coverage, um, even with Bryson Barnes, the, the backup, who, who had a massive introduction to the game with a – and big a, bomb right at the beginning of the game. Absolutely, and the other quarterback. I, I'm not. I don't remember number his name, thirteen. But he he had a what two rushing touchdowns. Oh, or something yeah, like that. lightning he was, fast. He had wheels on him, man. Yeah, they showed a a video of him uh, racing track against a bunch of other dudes, and he he was dusting them all. That kid's fast, you know. They, that's some, that's a weapon. I I see them using even whenever Cam Rising is healthy this year, for sure. Uh, but yeah, Bryson Barnes introduces himself to the to the college football world uh, week one with a big old bomb right at the beginning of the game. Really kind of set the standard and set the game off right there uh, at the beginning. Florida's offensive line, I don't – they didn't really look very great to me. I mean, I didn't think they looked offensive good. line, defensive line, their, their line wasn't that great. Um, they – I mean, good Lord, the penalties. The penalties killed them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were getting down to third and one, fourth and one in the red zone penalty. Then you got two kids, what, number zeros or something? Two number threes? Yeah. Two number threes okay. out on the field at the same time. I mean, that's a coaching mistake right there and shoot themselves in the foot. They just kept shooting themselves in the foot. And it really, I mean, it wasn't as bad of a game as they made it look with all the penalties. Mm-hmm. The penalties is really what killed them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't move the ball too well till what the fourth quarter is that when they finally got a score yeah that's when they finally got a touchdown they had three points up up until like three eight points. minutes left with the fourth quarter i'm pretty yeah. sure but yeah, i mean utah controlled the game no fault to utah they ac- absolutely dominated that game mm-hmm. but the story of the game was florida just absolutely crapping the bed shooting themselves in the foot over and over and over again like you said i mean i don't think the score is very like indicative of how the game went but Utah did control the game, and they were the better team. It, sure. it was, uh, and Graham Mertz, kind of mediocre to mediocre. me in that game. It didn't look – He looked about as how I expected him to look, to be honest. Yeah. That's, but a that's lot of people didn't were – top ten. A lot of people <laughs> – yeah, that's why he didn't make the top ten. A lot of people had higher expectations than us for Graham Mertz, and I know that Florida coaching staff, they talked a lot about how the coaching staff for his uh, prior team didn't use him correctly. So they felt like they were going to use him to fit their offense, but I, he just didn't look that good to me. Didn't show week one. Yeah, did it? it didn't show week one. I don't. I don't see it showing week three either. I hope it better not show week three. I hope we drain the swamp. Three. I will say I, I think Florida looked worse because of the penalties and stuff than they really are. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe a better game with Tennessee, although I do have Tennessee beating them pretty handily. But yeah, uh, I don't they know. Have, they got to figure it out. I mean. You you got to think if your head coach there right now, I mean, there's probably you, the Florida Gators are already barking him out the door. I mean, he's got to figure something out. So it's either figure it out or get out. Yeah, he's on a short lease for sure. For sure. All right, you want to go ahead and climb into the South Dakota Missouri game? You start us off for that one. Uh, Missouri and South Dakota. So we had Missouri won 35-10 versus South Dakota. 
you know, Missouri looked 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 all right. They started off a little bit slow. Um, they had a slow start in the game for sure. Uh, I think it was it was it was a good game in the whole first half. The whole first half was actually a pretty good game with a, a South Dakota team. So, you know, Missouri's going to have to figure out how to get get started a little earlier whenever they climb into SEC play or teams are going to take off on them. Definitely. I will say that, you know, it is South Dakota, but Missouri's defense looked pretty good. Yeah. So the only reason that South Dakota actually scored a touchdown is because they had, I think it was a, it was a pick. It was almost a pick six. They ran it back to the 10-yard line. And then South Dakota, I mean, they got 10 yards. They got to get a first down pretty much to score a t- yeah. touchdown. And they do that. But, I mean – Missouri's going to have to figure out how to put up more than 35 points up Absolutely. against a South Dakota team if they want to compete in the SEC. Absolutely. Like you said, I mean, Missouri's defense, as expected. I mean, like like you said, they're, they are playing South Dakota. Right. But giving up 10 points is still a, a solid defensive showing. And it was an interception close to the goal line that led to a score. And But Missouri, their offense, they, I know 35 points is a pretty decent amount of points, but you can't be putting up 35 points on South Dakota and then expecting to do the same thing against Tennessee's and Georgia's. Right. You know what I mean? So I, the offense needs to step up and the defense needs to stay at the level it is right now. For sure. That's how I feel about it. And then uh, what we think about our Vols against Virginia. Oh, Vols, uh, Virginia. Go ahead. Climb on into it. I thought we got very first drive, great return, about to the 50, and then Jalen Wright just marched it down the field. I, I mean, he was running all over the field. He had – I think 15 carries for like 120 yards, something like that. He was averaging somewhere around nine yards a carry. I mean, he was just pounding the ball. And uh, But we got started slow on offense. But the thing I liked is the defense stepped up. I mean, they had three or four possessions where they were on the wrong side of the 50 on defense, and yeah. they got stops. They, I mean, they only gave up three points the entire first half, and they had one drive that started on the 20-yard line and then two other drives that started – on the 30 and the 40, and they ended up holding them to no points mm-hmm. in, the, in those drives. Right. And th- I was very happy about that and excited to see how that defense excels. One thing to talk about this week, Keenan Peely is going to be out for multiple weeks, our starting middle linebacker. But he, Arian Carter, he's going to step up. He's already been getting some, some reps. So I'm excited yep. to see him play. Very excited to see and, him play. And uh, obviously guys like Aaron Beasley are, are going to be dogs right on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. But this game against Virginia, running game was amazing. Got started off kind of slow. Joe looked solid in the second half. And also in the first drive, he showed signs of maturity. That's where, as a Tennessee fan, it really made me feel a lot better. He was going through progressions. He didn't see anything downfield. Instead of forcing something because he can with that big arm he has, he checked it down and got a touchdown. Dylan Sampson, first drive of the game. That that just shows – that he's growing and maturing in this offensive system, and he's growing as a quarterback and not making those rookie mistakes he had been in the past. For sure. And Dylan Sampson had a four-touchdown game also. Big, huge game out of him. Big, huge game out of Dylan Sampson. He got in the end zone four times, and then Joe Milton also had four touchdowns, two in the air, two on the ground. He threw for, what, 200 and – 201 yards. 201 yards. He completed 70% of his passes – Along with a bomb downfield that was just should have been caught, mm, right on the money, barely dude. missed. I mean, that would have been another touchdown for him and added 60 yards. I mean, he looked, like you said, he looked very matured. 
He looked really good. I think he came out of the gates maybe just a tiny bit anxious. It's week one. It's your first bit. You know this is you. It's yours. Yeah. This is your starting position. This is your volunteer team. Uh, so I get him being a little bit anxious, but he looked great. Uh, Nico came in towards the end of the oh, game. He looked like he great. had ice in his veins. I mean, that kid looks very mature for a freshman. Uh, look out for Nico. I mean, Joe's going to run the show this year, but if if he needs some help, Nico's there for sure. And Nico's going to look real good next year, I'd say. And uh, like you said, the defense, golly, looks much improved. Defensive line wreaked havoc. I think and it was four I, I did say that before season. that I think they were going to wreak havoc, but I didn't expect them to wreak havoc like that. They looked great. I mean, it was exciting to see how many sacks. Yeah, I believe it was like five sacks and some tackles for loss. And I mean, they're rushing. They're they're rushing. Could not get going. They just could not get it going. Um, yeah, just 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 a really good really good first game for Tennessee against a pretty decent Virginia. Nobody beat Virginia that bad last year. So. Yeah pretty good start for week one i'd say absolutely uh next we'll climb into uh kentucky and ball state you you sadly didn't have kentucky covering i will say i got the i went four and five he went five and four i got the cover on this one with in the last there was nine seconds left in the game and kentucky runs a 20 yard touchdown for for everyone who was betting on that game uh, i'm sure they got real excited on that one because they got the cover right there at the end so Luckily, I didn't uh, end up going three and six because of that. <laughs> yeah, my prediction was forty-five to twenty Kentucky, and ended up being forty-four to fourteen. So pretty, pretty good prediction. Not, not too far off. Not Barely didn't far. cover. Yeah. I wish I could have got that win. Six, six and three feels a lot better than five <laughs> and four. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for me, you went five, five and four. Uh, a lot I'll, of high I'll expectations for uh, Devin Leary in this game, and he did not play as high of a level as I was expecting. To be honest with you, nope. I know. Somebody we had lower on our list than a lot of experts and people had on their list. But I still expected him to come out and play. The only reason he was so low is because he hasn't played football in, like, what, 10 months besides last week because he was hurt all last season. Mm-hmm. I expected him to get to a slow start. But he had he only had one passing touchdown, and he also threw an interception in that game. And Kentucky as a whole just got started really slow in that game. I mean, if they don't get a kick, a kick return or a punt return in the first half, it's – like ten to seven in the first half. Yeah, you know I mean, so yeah, in the first quarter, uh, Ball State was actually winning the game at the end of the first quarter, seven yeah. to three. So they were winning seven to three, and then in the second quarter, uh, Kentucky got a scoop and score, and that really is what set off the game. I mean, so pretty much they were hanging around in there with a Ball yeah. State team. I mean, that can't happen with Kentucky. Just like we said with Missouri, that can't. The same thing can't happen with Kentucky as they step into SEC play. I get it; it's week one, but that's why you play teams like South Dakota and Ball State for week one, is to go prove a point. You know, get your foot foot in the door and beat the brakes off this team. And absolutely, I mean, they ended up winning the game. What forty? What was it? Forty-four to fourteen. I mean, yeah. yeah, they handled the game, but there were some big defensive plays. There were like two turnovers, maybe three. I believe there. I know there were two turnovers. So. You know, that, that's really what changed the game for the yeah. Kentucky Ball State game. That's one thing, like, a lot of people are saying, well, they're playing cupcake teams and all this, but when you go out and take care of business when you're supposed to, that just puts a statement out for everybody else that yep. I'm going to do what i got to do all year. You know what I mean? I'm going to do my job. I'm going to take care of business week in and week out. And if you go out against Ball State and you're losing at the end of the first quarter, it doesn't put a, a good show for you. You know yeah. what I mean? 
which it makes people question you. And we've uh, we've kind of just crapped on Kentucky over and over, but I'll give <laughs> I'll give you Kentucky fans this: y'all have got a good kicker. Y'all have got a great kicker. Pretty sure he went like three for three, four for four with some outside of forty. So <laughs> if the game comes down to a kick, hey, you know, might pull it out. <laughs> That's what we'll give y'all. That's all we're giving you, by the way. <laughs> good kicker. Uh, climbing to Arkansas versus Western Carolina. Arkansas straight up took care of business. K.J. Jefferson said, yes, sir, I am the man. Mm-hmm. He was at the top of my quarterback list, and yep. he looked like the top quarterback to me. Not, I mean, him, Joe Milton, and Jalen Milrow right there in the mix looking like the top quarterbacks, if you ask me. Um, but, yeah, Arkansas straight up took care of business. I mean, dominated the entire game, just looked great in their opener. Uh, K.J. actually went 12 for 12, first 12 passes of the season. Wow. What better can you ask for? I know. Yeah, KJ Jefferson blew up in this game. I mean, I know he's not the whole Arkansas team, but I mean, he had four total touchdowns. He was 18 for 23, passing 250 yards and three touchdowns in the air. I mean, just an impressive showing from him. Shows why Christopher had him at the number one spot in his quarterback list. I honestly, after week one, it's looking like I'm very wrong about my Jaden Daniels pick. <laughs> Uh, he did not at least show I'm winning up. Something. He did not show up in week <laughs> one. I will say, <laughs> he showed up on the first drive of that game. He didn't show up again. <laughs> but KJ so Jefferson looked great. Had him at two. And Arkansas took care of business. <laughs> so, that's right. That's right. Uh, let's move move on to Ole Miss. Another slaughter fest. Good <laughs> Absol- lord, dude! This is like one of four games that was seventy plus points this week in college football. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Oregon put eighty one points on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma <laughs> eighty four to nothing. No, seventy three nothing. Seventy three. Yeah. Oh, seventy three to they nothing. Look, they put on the brakes Good. in the fourth quarter. It was sixty six <laughs> nothing after the third. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old uh, put, poor I, Butch Jones, and JT Stroud, man. I think uh, I think General Booty got to play in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I guess while we're talking about other teams, shout out to TCU. TCU. I mean, shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to Colorado. Shout out to TCU. God. <laughs> I just did their fans dirty, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> like, really? Really? <laughs> Shout out to Colorado, man. Shout All out. I can think about is that purple getting smashed yeah. or something, man. Shout out to, Shout T- out to TCU. Shout out to TCU secondary for getting dosed up by Deion Sun <laughs> all D- game long. <laughs> Shadur Sanders, man. 510 yards how, through the air. How dare they not put him on prime time? <laughs> 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 Colorado going from one and ten. One and eleven. Sorry. One and eleven. Yeah. One and eleven. They, they lost eleven. One games. and eleven to beating the team that just played the national championship. It's wild. That is wild. That's Go what back. happens when you got prime time. <laughs> <laughs> and you get eighty seven new players on your team. Shout out to Travis Hunter too. I mean God. Oh God. He When's the last time y'all seen somebody playing both sides of the ball in college? I don't. I don't recall a time. I don't recall a time either. And this kid is playing both sides of the ball dominantly. I mean, he played over 130 snaps. He played like 70 or 80 snaps in the second half. That's just wild. And in his interview right after the game, he said, "I'm not tired. I'm ready to go again." <laughs> I think he was. I think he was, dude. He that team's tired. hyped, dude. They are hyped. That team is something else. Going back to Ole Miss, though. Back to back to Ole Miss. They uh beat Mercer. Mercer's not their much inferior opponent. But Jackson Dart 
looked good to me. That's why on our TikTok, shout out to our TikTok. Go follow the TikTok. We're also out on all platforms. Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to listen to us on. Sorry, another side tangent on the Ole Miss game. We're just kind of <laughs> 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 but uh, Jackson Dart was 18 or 23, 334 yards and four touchdowns in the air. He also had 30 or 40 yards on the ground using his feet well. He just he looked like what Ole Miss fans wanted him to be. Yep. So he played great, and Ole Miss absolutely slaughtered Mercer and took care of business. Yep. Jackson Dart darted the ball down the field into his receiver's hands, and they darted into the end zone all night long. So uh, not much to say about that Ole Miss-Mercer game besides, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Climbing to another massacre. Auburn uh, against UMass. Uh, I mean, UMass looked pretty decent in week one, honestly. Uh, Decent quarterback, you know, but Auburn really took it to them. Their run game looked tremendous. Um, The running back, what's his name? Uh, uh, for Auburn? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford. He's the quarterback. Yeah, I meant, I meant to say quarterback. Oh. I'm all confused right now, y'all. It's a little, little late right now. <laughs> Been on the lake all day. I'm tired. But uh, Robbie Ashford at quarterback, he was he was about like a running back, dude. I mean, he oh, was yeah, running he all over the field. That's maybe why I called him a running back. He, The read option and stuff like that looking great, getting in the end zone. I mean, their running game – it looks deadly, although, you know, they're playing UMass. You know, that's how it's supposed to look in week one. But Auburn took care of business and won this game 59-14. to 14. Uh, Looking good. Looking good for Auburn. Better than I expected, I will. I have um, to say. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure a couple quarterbacks played in this game yeah. for Auburn, which, I mean, that's something that I either really love or I really don't like. I, I did like it for Auburn. I thought it was a good mix with Robbie Ashford just running the ball. He was basically just a read option running back guy. That's definitely why you call him a running back because he pretty much was a running back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, like I said, when you take care of business when you're supposed to, it looks good. And Auburn did. And that's a team who I thought might struggle early. Like first half might have lots of struggles. And they just kind of dominated. 59-14 mm-hmm. to 14 is an absolute massacre. So, yeah, and it's one. I mean, so you know they win fifty nine to fourteen. We're climbing in the next game. Mississippi State wins fifty eight to seven. This this game was not very dominant through the first half, but know. Auburn they were dominant throughout the entire game. They looked like a good football team. Mississippi State, you know, we've both said we're high on Mississippi State this year. Uh, the first half, golly, they were it was really slow, really slow at the beginning. They didn't really put well put, look well put together or anything like that. But uh, they came out in the second half and looked very dominant. Um, you know, they did what they were supposed to do to a southeastern Louisiana team, which as I was watching the game, you know, they were saying that southeastern Louisiana is a pretty dang good FCS football team. So They are an FCS football team. Though. But they are an FCS football team. It's like basically playing the JV. But, I mean, they did pull it out 48-7. I mean, they took care of business, but – like we said about uh, uh, Kentucky and Missouri, I mean, these guys, they got to get started a little faster as they get into SEC play or a team like that's in your in your side of the conference, you know, Alabama, they're Texas A&M, they're going to tear you up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Mississippi State, they got started off slow, like you said. I mean, they've got they got to pick it up. I mean, personally, just, just from my personal 
thing. They're my dark horse, dude. I need them to pick it up. Yeah, I need too. Mississippi State to threaten in the West. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to at least win like nine games. Heck, we're not playing them. It don't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I want. I would like for this score to be sixty to seven, and not forty-eight to seven. They took. I mean, it's a forty-eight to seven. They definitely. Took they definitely care of business, took care of business. The first half is. First really half was slow. Was yeah. Slow. Slow. Another forty-eight to seven game is the Georgia Bulldogs versus UT Martin. Kind of the same story. I mean, I believe their scores might have been the same at half. Mississippi State and Georgia. But I mean, uh, Georgia. Uh, yeah, they were they were kind of slow, kind of slow coming out slow, the gates. Slow. I'll say the biggest thing for Georgia that I see that's a difference from last year is the the running back. Well, not even just from last year, from all time of me watching Georgia football, really of my lifetime, they've always had explosive running backs. The running back game did not look quite as explosive yeah. as it usually does. Um, I'd say that uh, kid at quarterback. I mean he. Brock, or whatever, what's his name? Beck. Beck. Carson Beck. I mean, I wouldn't say he played bad by any means. Probably needs to get a little bit more decisive with the football. And You know, it's week one. Kirby Smart said, you know, this is, this is what happened this week one for a reason. They're going to they're gonna grow from this. So, you know, for them, hopefully they do. But, you know, a little slow start for Georgia, if you yeah. ask me. Georgia definitely started out very slow. Um like you said, just the past, like, I feel like since, like, 2016-ish, they've had one of the best running back, like, back, they've had one of the best backfields in the country every yeah, year, I every feel like. Year. And I know it's just week one, so you can't really read too much out of it, but, True. like, the run game did not look very good against an inferior opponent. And UT Martin, they're not that bad, to be honest. Like, they're an okay team, but Georgia should dominate them on both sides of the ball with ease. And the first half, it just didn't look like that. They let him hang around. And then Carson Beck, he looked solid, but there were times where he was making those, like, rookie mistakes where he'd hold on to the ball too long or he would try and force a pass and just get saved by one of his freak athletes like Brock Bowers. Yeah, and it just – Now that's honestly, someone who looked good. Honestly <laughs> – But when does he not Brock look Brock Vandegrift? I wouldn't be surprised if come around week six he takes a spot. Yeah, I mean Brock Vandegrift did come in and look pretty good, although he no. did come in when it was thirty-one to nothing. So, no, I do think that Carson Beck is a solid quarterback, and for Georgia's sake and for Georgia fans' sake, I really hope that that does not happen for them, is that Carson Beck's job gets lost. But for my sake, I hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if, if Brock Vandegrift is the better quarterback, y'all can keep back in if yeah. you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. All right, let's uh, climb back, back, uh, climb into back, Texas back, A&M. And back to Vandy? Oh, no, Texas A&M. Texas yeah. A&M versus the New Mexico Lobos. Uh, Texas A&M took care of business 52-10. to 10. Uh, Wigman? Wigman? Connor Wagman? Wigman. How do you say it? I think they said Wegman. He was my number 10, baby. Connor yep. Wigman. He was your number 10. And, he and you laughed at him for it. You called him ugly. You <laughs> called him a chess team. I, didn't, I ain't saying he's pretty, but the, <laughs> the way he passed the ball was quite pretty. He was hitting He was his deep threat, deep balls, right in the hands of the receivers. Uh, kind of worries me about this Texas A&M team. Uh, I've been worried about him. I'm not going to lie. I mean, good Lord. I mean, I know you're playing New Mexico, but that kid was throwing the ball right on the money. He was rifling the you ball. You might have had him at 10, but he is climbing the charts. He looked better than Jaden Daniels. 
Absolutely. Jaden Daniels also played Florida State. <laughs> yeah, he did play. He did play probably a top five team in the country. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Connor Wigman on our TikTok, he top five performers this week. He made number three. He threw five touchdown passes against New Mexico. Had 240 <clears throat> yards. I mean, just yeah, rifling the ball, dicing up that secondary. Oh yeah. And uh, Texas A&M took care of business. Definitely. Like they should. They looked good. The SEC West is looking really strong right now, to be yeah. honest with you. LSU may have gotten manhandled by Florida State, but I think that was some complacency. A couple of days before the game, Brian Kelly came out and said, we're going to beat the heck out of Florida State. What are you, what are you thinking, brother? <laughs> like you don't say that crap week one especially <laughs> uh, well, you don't say that crap unless you can back it up and in their post game interview he's like I don't know what we thought we thought we were the two time national champion Georgia Bulldogs but we were horribly mistaken and that they were they they were horribly mistaken <laughs> that is exactly what he said <laughs> that's exactly what he said now that was one of the worst post game interviews I've seen I love Who did we think we were, the the two-time defending <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs? I was like, man, really, just did Dude. that to your team. No, I, I love seeing him stressed out. He looks funny when he's stressed out. I love watching <laughs> it. I don't like him. I think he's You know when he looked stressed out last year? When he was playing them balls. <laughs> when right. we took over Baton Rouge and there we was more orange than there was purple Rouge. in that stadium. <laughs> <laughs> they did take over. Forty to thirteen, moves. and they were still ranked higher than us in the preseason poll. That's all I got to say. That's ridiculous. <sighs> Anyways, Vanderbilt, Not two games more. going back to Vanderbilt. Back to Vandy. Picked it up in week two or week one or week one. But Picked week two it up for a them. little bit, even though they all they played was Alabama A and M. Mm, yeah, that's you know, a good point. But they <laughs> did they did pick it up. Although I will say, I mean, I think they started off a little slow in this one too. Uh, Pretty sure. Yeah, they had a slow start. It was actually three to three until a blocked punt. It was a blocked punt that ended up into a safety. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, they took care of business. They end up winning the game, forty-seven thirteen. I mean, like you said, uh, quarterback AJ Swan ended up looking. He looked pretty dang good in this one too. Uh, so, pretty high on him, and yeah, they took care of business like they're supposed to. So I, I'm I'm happy to see the Vanderbilt growth. To be honest, it's kind of boring kicking around your little brother. I'm sure that's how a lot of you uh, fans of other teams felt about us for a while. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not anymore. I would like to see Vanderbilt at least be bowling this year. That's what I'd like. AJ Swan looked too sharp. Good start. He looked sharp. He didn't look as sharp as he did in Week One. He did have an interception and he only completed about half of his passes. Yeah, but Still had about 200 yards in the air and two touchdowns, and for a Vanderbilt quarterback, he looked good. I know that's kind of a <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a jab, but <laughs> but it's the truth. So we'll yeah. climb into another team that really handled business this week. Alabama, Alabama, Middle Tennessee, man, uh, Alabama. But <laughs> the size, the size, we have to talk good about Alabama. We but the truth is, they look great. They look absolutely great. They, did. they came out of the gates swinging, and, I mean, they played like Alabama plays football. I mean, they look like Alabama. Jalen Milrow looked, gosh, incredible. Uh, you know, incredible on his feet, incredible through the air. You know, I think uh, SEC player of the week was actually split between him and Joe Milton. Yep. 
pretty sure. And defensive player of the week was Tyler Barron for the involves. That's right. The involves. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Alabama really took care of business. They looked great running the ball, looked great on the ground, looked great defensively. I mean, they all around looked like a really solid fundamental football team. Yeah, uh, and Middle Tennessee State, they're not that bad of a team. No, they're I mean, not that bad of a team at all. They're not. They're one of the stronger week one opponents. They're still a cupcake, though, to be honest. Yeah. But Alabama, God, Jalen Milrow exceeded expectations. Just five total touchdowns. Oh, my God. Sorry, we're watching the game right now. <laughs> we, got, we got Kansas City and Detroit playing over here on the side, and the pick six just happened for Detroit. <laughs> Sorry, we're having a lot of distractions tonight. We're for, getting <laughs> for, for all of you with fantasy teams and you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you're playing against him. Pretty good for I'm you. I'm actually playing against Patrick Mahomes, so that's why I got <laughs> so excited. <laughs> good for you. Good for but, you. But uh, anyways, back to Jalen Milrow. <sighs> why did he look so good? I mean, he had 200 passing yards, three touchdowns, 50 yards on the ground, two rushing touchdowns. He uh, looks solid. He looked very good. His Heisman hopes just climbing, skyrocketed. Yep. Joe, Joe for Heisman. Uh, just throwing that in there. These last two games, North Carolina, <laughs> games, South Carolina, big games, baby. LSU, FSU, probably two biggest games of the week for last. SEC goes. And the SEC gets shat on, <laughs> to put <laughs> sure it did. nicely. They sure did. So, so South Carolina, North Carolina, I mean, both of these games were really great games in the first half. Yeah, first half, amazing. Second half, SEC. <laughs> Straight down the pipester. <laughs> Uh, Drake May really shows what the May brothers are about. I was uh, watching the uh, game day before it. He's got two other brothers with, with rings, one of them in football, one of them in baseball. Or no? Oh, wow. One of them in baseball. Oh, one of them in baseball and one of them in basketball. It's an extremely athletic family. So extremely athletic family, extremely competitive family. And, uh, you know, he made his Heisman uh, run, run for the Heisman look a little better in week one against – a pretty dang good South Carolina football team. And uh, biggest thing for South Carolina is their offensive line. Their offensive line looked atrocious. I mean, Spencer Rattler would have had to be freaking Superman in order to win this football game, truly. And he was making some outrageous plays. I mean, he, he really was. He was scrambling around everywhere, throwing the ball everywhere. I mean, he did ex all he had to do in the first half, and I'm pretty sure he was probably just wore out by the second half of running around making all these plays. I mean, you know, North Carolina handled business, looked great. Uh, Spencer Rattler, sorry, buddy. Yeah, I mean, that, that game was solid in the first half, like you said, but the second half on both sides of the ball, I felt like North Carolina just ran the table. I mean, offensive line for South Carolina was atrocious. They need to do something about that up front, or come week five, they're going to get put. They're gonna get 65 put on them. And Spencer Rattler is going to hit the turf 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Spencer Rattler got sacked eight times, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. And you you just can't do that. When we get to SEC play and they they get deeper in the season and they're playing more teams like North Carolina and they're playing stronger teams, they're not going to be able to pull out those games because they can't move the ball. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Offensive line, up front, the game is won in the trenches. Game is one in the trenches. That's what I said literally about this game was, yeah, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks, but who's going to run the ball better? Yeah. And at in the in the middle of the the third quarter, um, South Carolina had like 
13 – I mean, it might have been 11 rushing yards. So, I mean, that tells you how the line was doing when it came to running the ball. And then also when it came to the pass, I mean, North Carolina was wreaking havoc on, on Spencer Rattler. Poor guy. All right, let's dive into our last game from week one, Florida State versus LSU. LSU and Florida State. I'd say uh, this game came down – the biggest pivotal points of this football game were on fourth down. So, LSU, the very first drive, they drive down the field and go for it on fourth down, mm -hmm. fail to convert, and then Florida State drives all the way down the football field and scores a touchdown. Mm -hmm. When you're inside that game, that is just that, – that really just changes the game. Massive momentum swing. Massive momentum swing. And then at the end of the third quarter, it's fourth and two for Florida State. Jordan Travis rolls out, slings one, goes down the field, almost freaking scores, gets down to about the two, and they power it in. Those two fourth down plays are, to me, what really changes this football game. It was, it was a pretty daggum good football game. The score does not depict how, how good of a football game. I mean, 45-24, this, this was a good football game. Florida State did run away with it in the second half, but yeah, it was a pretty good football game that Florida State just – like I said, and they ran away with it. I would say that that um, fourth down call at the beginning of the game was Brian Kelly's ego, and he was not ready to swallow his pride. Me and Dad were talking I about it. Hypel last week, I mean against Virginia, he did the same thing on the, our second drive, except you can do that against Virginia. When you're playing the number eight team in the country, Can't you you take your points. And there was three or four times where he didn't take his points. And it really could And it it really could have changed this game. I mean, they left Absolutely. they left six to nine points on the scoreboard and, and in the first half. I mean, they could have been up a pretty decent bit in the first half, mm -hmm. but instead he decided and to – And had a different game plan for the game. Absolutely. It could have changed the game completely. But Jordan Travis showed out. But there was also a few times where I was like, what is he thinking, dude? <laughs> exactly. He made some questionable some decisions. <laughs> I wanted to talk Jordan Travis all day long too, like, but he made some really questionable decisions. I mean, there was one the play pick that like he threw. Bad, bad. I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. when he's getting hit and he jumps up in the air and literally throws it directly to an LSU defender yeah. <laughs> that really should have caught the ball. And if he would have caught the ball right there, the whole game changes. Absolutely. If that dude had just a little bit better hands, I mean, he had some Vaseline on the hands or something, but yeah. if he had a little bit better hands right there and he catches the ball, it's it's in. I mean, Jordan Travis is almost in his own end zone. Whenever yeah. he does this, so yeah, made some questionable play calls. I mean, I'd say you know, sure he beat LSU, so maybe he makes a better run towards his Heisman candidacy. But uh, he also made some really questionable play yeah, calls. Yeah, I mean, so it's those the Heisman are really watching them. Heisman yeah. voters are really watching them. It's those decisions like we were talking about that are going to lose them games late in the season. Right, like forcing the ball downfield and trying to make a play. I understand he's trying to make a play, but sometimes you just got to go down or throw it away. Okay, you can't make every play. You got to take what you can get. Biggest you know thing is I mean? for Florida State though. Who who is the best opponent on their team? I mean on their schedule. Who's the best opponent they got on schedule? I know they play North Carolina. It's pretty coming up North Carolina. Soon. That'll be a great game. That'll be a good game. That'll so be there good we go. to see. That's, That's exciting. I mean, obviously Clemson didn't look as good as we expected in week 1, mm -hmm. taking a big L to Duke. Although, that score does really depict how that game went. Anyways, oh, off on also another up tangent. Also, update <laughs> on that. 
Duke's quarterback did get an extension on his homework. The did professor, he? <laughs> professor gave him an extension. <laughs> he on gave his him the extension, huh? <laughs> but uh, let's move into our next segment. Segment. We're gonna do a game ball every game week, ball. and we're each gonna have a game ball. Where's your game ball going? My to, game ball this week is Alabama Crimson Tide, and if I could do a non-SEC, it would uh, probably be North Carolina's defensive line, <laughs> 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 or Florida State, obviously. But uh, Alabama is the game ball this week because. <laughs> they exceeded expectations. Jalen Milrow was not the guy that people thought he was. He showed that he's a dog, and uh, they went out and took care of business, and that's why I have them as my game ball pick. Yeah, if uh, if I could go outside the SEC, I'd definitely give my my game ball to D.C. No, <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> Sorry for the mistake I made earlier, but, yeah, I'd definitely have to give it to Colorado for sure. Um my game ball, you know, if I could split it in two, I'd give it Alabama and Tennessee, but uh, I, I choose to give it to my Vols. You know, I'd say Virginia's a better opponent than Middle Tennessee State, and Tennessee really took it to them, and they look great. They look improved. Alabama looked great also. Like I said, if I could split it in half, I'd give it to both of them, but my week one game ball goes to them Vols. Uh, really looking forward to this year. They look great. Uh, climbing to number nine spot this week. In the polls, so happy about that. I like being number nine though, because I still feel a little disrespected at number nine. Last right, year, I yeah. did not like when don't, we were number don't, one. Don't climb us up to number one until we until we've proven beat it. number one. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I don't like don't being just on give the mountain. Spot. Then they just knock us right off. <laughs> All right, because <laughs> <laughs> knock us right off. Let's huh? let's move into disrespect move, let's, the team. <laughs> let's let's move into this week, <laughs> and let's talk about our picks for this week. Uh, start with Ball State versus Georgia, and that's Ball State at Georgia. Um, Ball State at Georgia. Spread is forty-two points in Georgia's favor. Who you got? And I have them covering that spread. You got Georgia covering. Yep, Ball State. Played kind of solid in the first half against Kentucky this past week. I think it was more but Kentucky not playing solid. Yeah, exactly. Ball State. That's, that's <laughs> how I feel about it. Kentucky did not play good against Ball State. And I think Kirby Smart is not happy with how that first half of the Georgia game in week one went. So I think it's going to be a much improved Georgia team this week. And I think they're going to throttle Ball State. I have to completely agree with you. <clears throat> and I also have Georgia covering the 42 against Ball State. And uh, next mm. we got Kentucky versus Eastern Kentucky. Mm. And it's a 31-and-a-half point spread. That is a big spread. And once again, I'm going to disrespect Kentucky, and I'm going to take Eastern Kentucky. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> because they barely uh, – The Kentucky they, fans are going to absolutely hate you. They barely covered. Don't barely worry. Covered. Don't worry, Kentucky. I got your back again. I'm taking you to cover just like I did last week. Now, if y'all are losing this game by 27, do exactly what you did last week. Run it in in the last five seconds to make me cover. Uh, so, yeah, I got Kentucky covering against Eastern Kentucky. Laying the points. Laying the 31 and a half. Come on now. Just don't see it. What is it, a, a rivalry game? Eastern Kentucky versus <laughs> Kentucky? Is that what you got going on over no, there? No, I just got Kentucky's Come not going to be very good. They're Come not going to play good. Uh, Ole Miss versus Tulane. Ole Miss has favored seven points against Tulane. Probably going to be a pretty good game. Tulane's a solid team. Beat USC, USC last year. Game, yeah. 
but it was a bowl game, so there was a lot of people out in those games. And Caleb Williams played, though. I was about to mean. say, the Heisman was in it. I mean, there's no no doubt they're a good team, but I have Ole Miss covering the minus seven. I have Ole Miss beating them by about ten points. Okay. I think I think they're just a more physical team, and that's why they'll win. It's good you said they got to win by ten because some, some places have this spread at actually seven and a half. Um, but some, a lot of places had it at seven, so we got it at seven. Um, Ole Miss, I got y'all covering against Tulane. Uh, like we said, pretty good, pretty good Tulane team. I expect this to be a pretty good ball game. If they blow Tulane out of the water, look out for Ole Miss. Uh, next game we're gonna climb into is Texas A&M versus Miami. Another pretty dang good game. Should be at least. Uh, Miami actually. Uh, we'll see who they play last week. Miami. Uh, Miami, Ohio. Yeah, they won 37-17. No, sorry. That's wrong, guys. 38-3 over Miami, Ohio last week. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take I'm gonna take A&M. I'm going to lay the points with A&M for sure and take them. Is it, what, what's A&M? Are they favorite three or three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah, I'll take A&M in that, that game too. Take A&M in that Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Hurricanes. Not a bad opponent, but I think A&M is better than them. I think yeah. they're more physical and more talented. They have more four and five stars on their team. Really just that look at them at, in week one. Yeah. They, they look pretty daggum good yeah. and look pretty stout. I definitely expect them to cover. Next, the game of the week. College game day is going to be there. Bama versus Texas in Tuscaloosa. A rematch from last year. Um Texas did not look as stout as expected in week one, in my opinion. Quinn Ewers got started off a little slow, and I think that that same Texas team is going to come into Tuscaloosa and they're going to lose by more than seven and a half points, and Bama's going to cover. I got you. I'm with you on that. Is that is it out, out, at Alabama? It is at Alabama. At it was, Alabama. It was in Texas last year. They expect them to be loud because this was a very close game last year. I do not expect it to be the same this year. If uh, if we had the podcast going on last year, I would have told you that I thought Alabama was going to win this game by about 14 to 21 points, and they did not. So they disappointed me in this game last year. I really do not expect them to disappoint me in this game this year. Um, so I'm laying the points with Alabama. You know, that set that little point five on it, I mean, I don't really like it. They could win this game by a touchdown, but I'm going to lay the points with Alabama and have them cover the spread at home. Uh, another game on here is Arkansas and Kent State. Uh, Kent State and Arkansas. Arkansas is 38-point favorites in this one. Um, I'll, I'll lay the points with Arkansas. They look extremely solid in that first one against a, you know, kind of a cupcake team. And Kent State's not really a cupcake. I mean, they they got a they got a decent program hung in there with Georgia last year. That's really all I can say about them. But uh, I'll lay the points and, and take Arkansas on that one. That, that, that number might be a little bit too big, but I'm going. I'm going with them. No, I, I take KJ. Arkansas. I take Arkansas on that that too because the KJ Jefferson. I think he's going to show up just like he did in Week One. <clears throat> I think he's, he's going to have. Heisman, I think he's he's probably going to have at least three or four touchdowns, maybe even more. And Kent State hanging around with Georgia in the first half last year was more. Georgia playing down to their level than Kent State elevating themselves to playing with Georgia. So I feel like Arkansas is going to come out and take care of business and cover the 38-point spread. Uh, next we got is uh, Missouri versus Middle Tennessee State. Missouri is laying 21 points 
against Middle Tennessee State. Where is this game? It is. To show you. Uh, it's at Missouri. Is it at Missouri? Mm-hmm. At Missouri. Um, I'm going to lay these points. Don't disappoint me, Missouri. I'm going to lay these points. Uh, I kind of feel in my gut that I shouldn't, but I am going to lay them. Uh, I'm going to take, Miz- take Missouri. I really want to change my pick just to be a little different, but I'm also going to take Missouri in this game. I feel like last week was just a disappointment. So I feel like they're going to step up their game, just like I said about Georgia. If not, if they not, might be in for a long it's season. All, it's all right. They might be in for a long conference part of the season. I have a feeling they're going to be in for a long season anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so take out, take it out on Middle Tennessee right now. Yeah, take out your frustrations. <laughs> because take out the future frustrations on Middle Tennessee. But now. I do have you covered against Middle Tennessee State. So yeah. do us a favor. Uh, next one we got is uh, Mississippi State versus Arizona. Uh, Mississippi State is laying nine and a half versus Arizona. I am also taking Mississippi State to cover. I expect y'all to look a little better than you did last week. Um, I know Arizona last week they won 38-3 over Northern Arizona, uh, so they took care of business against them. But I just I think uh, you know Mississippi State's just a better football team. Uh, you know, I could barely, barely cover this one by about half a point. Mississippi State winning winning by 10. Um, I don't feel comfortable with this one, but I am going to lay the points. Yeah, this is also kind of a tough one for me, to be honest with you, but I do have Mississippi State covering 9.5. Arizona, not, not a bad team no. at all, but I don't think that they are – a physical enough team to beat Mississippi State or be within 10 points. Right. And I feel like Will Rogers is probably going to throw all over their defense. So I have Mississippi State covering and looking better this week. Looking better. Hopefully so for our dark horse. Yeah. Uh, next game we're going to climb into Auburn versus California. Auburn is laying six and a half to old Cal. The Bears – uh, I've got Auburn covering this one. Auburn looked really good in week one. I expect them to keep this ball on the ground, run it down the throat. Robbie Ashford makes some plays on the side, a little read options every now and then, and scoots on into the end zone. Auburn wins this game by at least seven. Come on now. I'm anticipating this to be a pretty good game in the first half, and I think Auburn I will probably run off with it in the second half. I definitely have them covering six and a half. They should win by more than seven. But Cal is not a bad team at, at all. I mean, they beat North Texas 58-21. to 21. I mean, that's a great offensive showing. Defense a little lackluster. I think that's why Auburn's run, run game can kind of, like, be something good for them in that game and help them win and cover. So I got Auburn covering against California. Then we got Vandy versus Wake Forest. Vandy does not lay any points. They are getting ten and a half. Um, I predicted at the beginning of the season for Vandy to actually win this game. So I'm definitely laying the points with my Vandy. I'm, I'm staying with my Commodores, staying with the little brother that we kick around, and I'm going I'm to I'm I'm take the points with Vandy against Wake Forest. And you know what? They might just outright win this thing. 
So uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take the Vandy Vandy with ten and a half versus Wake Forest, which means with my picks before Trip gets into his, I'm taking all SEC teams to cover the spread this week. So uh, do not do what you did last week and disappoint me. Uh, cover these spreads for me. Uh, Vandy versus Wake Forest. Hope that's going to be a good game. I expect it to be a good game. I hope Vanderbilt can pull out the win. I don't see them pulling out the win, to be honest. But Wake Forest is not as strong of a team as they have been in recent seasons. I mean, last week they played Elon. Like, is that Elon Musk? Who who are you playing, brother? <laughs> they've <laughs> I mean, only got a decent basketball team. They beat them 37-17. That's a little too close for comfort when you're playing JV sure. school. And uh, maybe Wake Forest thinking the same thing about Vandy and Hawaii. You never know. True. Hawaii's definitely better than Elon. I think it's just two <laughs> two teams that are not that great. And I'm calling it right now. It'll Vandy probably pulls be a good upset. game. Vandy pulls. But I do upset. have Vandy uh, losing by less than ten points or winning the game outright. So celebration for the game that's going on over here. Sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah, Vandy. So what what do you have disagreeing with me? I have every SEC team covering except for the Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is this just gonna be a thing for you? We're oh, yeah. not. We don't make this a, a backstage segment or nothing. I mean, I think this Trip just thing. has straight disrespect towards you, Kentucky fans, and towards Kentucky. Yep. <laughs> the Kentucky Wildcats get no respect from Trip. Air you know, Minnesota. I think it really just set me off because I. There's these guys, they have a podcast, <laughs> and they're Kentucky fans, and all they do, their entire podcast, is about how much they hate Tennessee. You know, and I'd hate us too. It just makes me mad. And I'm like, well, y'all got to win like 70 games in a row just to tie the all-time series record. <laughs> so y'all can hate us all you want, but we own you. <laughs> and no disrespect to Will Levis, but, dude, he threw three interceptions against the 128th-ranked defense in the country. Three interceptions <laughs> in less than 100 yards, and they're still talking about top 10 draft pick, which yeah. I know he did drop in the second round. But yeah, I didn't understand that. Either. I don't. I don't understand how you don't take Hendon Hooker over him. That's just. That's just me. But <laughs> disrespect. That's why you're getting all the disrespect. <laughs> Although I do need y'all to. I need y'all to go ahead and cover for me this week. That way, uh, you know, if y'all cover, it's looking like no matter what else happens, I'm gonna get one on you. I'll get one on you if Kentucky covers, and that'll put us back even. So, come on, Kentucky. I ain't kicking you around. Help me out. <laughs> well, I'm excited about this week. Uh, me too, me too. It's football season. I feel like it might be a little bit We're headed to Austin. Season. I mean, we're headed to oh. Neyland to crush Austin P. We are. Uh, that game doesn't even have a spread because them balls are going to take care of business. <laughs> Whatever it is, we cover. Joe Milton, five touchdowns at least. Vols by Fitty. Vols by Fitty. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Neyland City. <laughs> that score don't the look too pretty. Flashing them <laughs> Cut this stuff. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Restart the entire podcast. <laughs> Explicit. <laughs> uh. All right, All right, let's get guys, this thing yeah. wrapped let's up. Get let's get this thing wrapped up. Let's get uh, out of here. Uh, next week's going to be good. I'm happy college football's back. Let's yes go. Yes, sir.